Hi, and welcome to worship at Middle Church. I'm Reverend Amanda, she, her pronouns, and I'm so glad you've chosen to worship with us today. We are in the middle of the season of Lent and also Women's History Month. As we continue to worship, let's take a deep, centering breath together, recognizing God among us. Amen. Let's worship together.
Hey young friends, it's Women's History Month at Middle Church. And that means that we intentionally lift up, center, and honor the girls and women in our lives. Something that I love about women is that we know how to raise things up. We know how to raise life and kindness. We know how to raise questions and creativity and movements. We know how to raise hard conversations and hard truths and holy trouble. And we know how to raise the roof and bring joy and laughter and music everywhere that we go. There is very little that can be built without women being involved, women past and present carving a way forward. Here are some women in my life who have helped to raise me up. My mom raised up resourcefulness and problem solving in me. My aunties raised up both compassion and a love of baseball in me. My friends raised up a love of God and community building and protest in me. Jackie and Amanda have raised up leadership in me. Cheryl, Natalie, and Dion have raised up strategy in me. Ellen and Gloria have raised up collaboration in me. And Alicia and Sandrine have raised up creativity and laughter in me. And so young people, I wanna ask you a question. Who are the women in your life who have raised you up? And what have they taught you? Tell your grown up or put it in the chat for everyone to see. And whether they are watching over you in heaven or they're sitting next to you on the couch or in a Zoom meeting, I want you to go ahead and say, Thank you, because it is hard work being a girl and a woman in this world. And there's never a wrong time to let somebody know how much you love and appreciate them. Does that sound good? Okay, let's pray to God together, okay? Dear God, thank you for women who always have and continue to raise up the generations. Help us to thank and honor the girls and women in our lives who have personally made us who we are. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. 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 We are marching. We are marching. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching. We are marching. We are marching in the light of Good morning, everybody. I'm Reverend Jackie. My pronouns are she, her, and this is Middle Rising. There are so many ways to connect in our community in these times. Let's think about today. Today, we're going to participate in a rally against Asian hate, against hate, a rally against hate. And it is going to be uh, at Columbus Park. And if you're interested in going, you can meet Gloria Moy there at 12.45 for a one o'clock start. Email her at gmoy at middlechurch.org and let her know you're coming.
Let's keep raising our voices against this hatred turned to our siblings. There's certainly a lot to pray about. And so I hope that you'll join me this Wednesday in a time of prayer. Let's pray to rise. That's going to be at 8 o'clock in the morning, 15 minutes of love and prayer and reflection to get us going in our week. I am so super excited about Thursday and our March to Rise celebration. Uh, Titus Burgess and Matthew Johnson Harris and others of our community have produced this amazing, funny, hilarious fundraising benefit concert. Uh, it's going to be stunning. It's set uh, on Thursday at eight o'clock, and I hope that you will uh, come out and hang with us. And of course, it's not at eight o'clock, honey, it's at seven. Come at seven. Don't come at eight. You'll be late. <laughs> so come at seven, and it's a pay-as-you-go, and you can register for it at middlechurch.org. Come and help us raise the roof, raise funds for our movement, and raise up each other in love. And finally, there's going to be um, a family Easter grab bag time, Easter fund for middle families. And that's going to be on Saturday, the 27th at 11 o'clock to 12.30 p.m. A New York families are invited to stop by Tompkins Square Park and Prospect Park to pick up some things for your kids for Easter. And we're having a children's virtual Easter celebration on Saturday at 11 o'clock to 12 here at Middle Church. You can find all of that on our website. So please check out middlechurch.org and join us in the ways that we're doing love with and for each other. This is the time in our worship celebration where we pray together. And so I'm asking you to once again, find your breath. Seek your heartbeat, get yourself comfortable in a prayer position. And today's prayer is sung. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child a spiritual of mourning and moaning, perhaps appropriate for a day like today. Let us pray.
Amen. What a beautiful arrangement. Thank you, Middle Church Choir. Please now pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Say it in the way you learned it, in the language you know it, in the way it's most comfortable to you. Or also, you can join me in praying the inclusive version that I'm going to pray now. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for putting me here with the middle group. I'm so grateful to be here, and I believe that we'll be together again, person to person. I want to say love and peace to all of the middle community and to this new adventures group and in, every in several languages, which I'm holding up. Peace and love to all of you. Peace. Uncle Lars loves you. Let's get on with this revolution. Middle Church. I miss all of you. It's good to know you're out there. Good afternoon, Middle Church. May peace be with you today and always. May God bless and keep you. I'll be glad when we get back together again at church. I love you. May the peace of God be with you and Middle Church community and family. I look forward to grasping your hand and squeezing it in friendship. Peace be with you. Hello, all you lovely people that I am missing so much. And I'm sending each of you love and blessings as we live in these challenging times. And I know many of you are actively participating. Godspeed. See you soon. How I miss my Middle Church family. I'm so sorry that I can't see you and be with you face to face, but I know that you're there and I feel you around me and I send you all my love and all my prayers until we can be together again. My loving friends at Middle, I had no idea how much I would need you once I became a participant. Now, it fills a wonderful place in my life. So I am grateful for all of you.
grateful in every way. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. A reading from the prayer of Thanksgiving. This is the prayer they said. We give thanks to you. Every life and heart stretches toward you. O name untroubled, honored with the name of God, praised with the name of the Father. To everyone and everything comes the kindness of the Father and love and desire. And if there is a sweet and simple teaching, it gifts us mind, word, and knowledge. Mind that we may understand you, word that we may interpret you, knowledge that we may know you. We rejoice and are enlightened by your knowledge. We rejoice that you have taught us about yourself. We rejoice that in the body you have made us divine through your knowledge. The thanksgiving of the human who reaches you is this alone that we know you. We have known you, O light of mind, O light of life. We have known you. O womb of all that grows, we have known you. O womb pregnant with the nature of the Father, we have known you. O never-ending endurance of the Father who gives birth. So we worship your goodness. One wish we ask. We wish to be protected in knowledge. One protection we desire, that we not stumble in this life. When they had said these things in prayer, they welcomed each other. And when they went to eat their holy food, it had no blood in it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, prayer of Thanksgiving, <laughs> virtual show of hands. Who's ever heard of this text? You can just share in the chat. And if you're joining us for a while now, you'll, you've probably guessed that it's one of those extra canonical texts as I want to preach from our earliest Christian ancestors in the first and second century. Now, I can't look at the chat, but my guess is not a lot of you have heard of this book. Um, join me after worship in our chat and you to talk further about it. But for now, I'll give you a quick and dirty for the sake of context. This text is from the Nag Hammadi collection, which is a collection of texts uh, named after the city in Egypt where they were found back in 1945 uh, by a local farmer. He came upon the jar one day while he was working, um, opened it and found 12 leather bound texts inside. These were filled with 52 treatises. Now we aren't sure how the jar ended up where it did, but a seminary professor of mine, uh, Reverend Dr. Hal Tausig, holds a story that they were at an old monastery um, some miles up the river. Now each governing body in power at the time uh, changed the rules on religion and some of them really strongly enforced um, what should and should not be read. Now Tausig's story is that soldiers came to the monastery to make sure that the monks were reading the correct scriptures of a particular emperor in power. 
And being given warning, the monks hid the documents in the jar. He imagines it did not go well for the monks as the jar remained unopened until it was found buried way downriver later. Now, this farmer was not able to read these texts. Uh, some of the texts like one for today was written in Coptic, while some um, are in Aramaic. He took the jar home where his mother began to use the contents as kindling. Luckily, he was convinced by a friend to take some of the texts to be appraised and, as a result, the remainder were saved. These texts have served to aid in the liberation of the idea of God, the Bible, and widen our understanding of the ancient audiences that read them, while avoiding thousands of years of orthodoxy and orthopraxy stacked on top of our traditional New Testament. Here are a few more insights from a book called A New New Testament that will help us in the context of this text. This is, so far as we found, the only manuscript that's been uncovered of this exact text. But a number of other first through third century Christian prayers share some sentences and phrases with the prayer of thanksgiving. I always wonder which common Christian sentences and phrases do you think we will uh, leave behind for our descendants? What do we hope they'll find? And how are those two things different? As with a lot of our other scriptures, both in and out of the canon, when and where this text was actually written is unknown. Uh, the title was added later during copying, which was the tradition of the time. This text doesn't explicitly uh, refer to Jesus, but the mention of the bloodless meal is a Eucharist. It likely belongs to an early Christian practice of worship around a meal, probably similar to what a lot of you are doing now, lounging on couches, maybe surrounded by your people. This particular prayer is special because there are a very few prayers in the New Testament. Spiritual practices like these provide significant perspective on beginnings of Christianity and can inspire our own spiritual practices in a way that is original and expressive and outside of the conventional box in both practice and idea. Early Christians were devoid of religious rigidity and hierarchical conformity that appears in our later tradition and that we now are still battling. The beginnings of the Christian movement were very open in attributing both masculine and feminine character traits to God. This God has a womb and gives birth. In this prayer, God has a womb through which creation happens. This expressive and creative prayer, full of evocative imagery and spiritual intimacy, provides more to felt dimensions of life than professions of belief in theology. Or as the old folks at my church back home used to say, I know that I know that I know that I know. And that is the thanksgiving of this text. Knowing God. A knowing that is enhanced by, but more than what your mind understands. It's more than the understanding of words or, or books or theologies. This is a knowing that resonates at your very core. It is a secret your soul keeps. It is a connection to a bit of the fire that lit up the stars and breathed life into the mud. That, that first inspiration, it's a connection to the spark of creation. This knowledge is intrinsic and goes both ways. We read about it in Psalm 139 and in Jeremiah. It's being known before you knew you. It's the knowing you knew before you knew it. It's just that sometimes we forget what we have always known. This text models that we can connect, reconnect to that knowing, how we can reconnect to God, and that is through prayer. 
Take a little time out every day, not just the days where you feel lost or lonely or devastated, and pray. Connect. Talk to God and listen deep down in your core for God. Beloved, there's no substitute for this. Now, I'm not talking about magic words to say when you want the universe to give you things. As the good Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis has said before, God is not Santa Claus. God is not a genie granting wishes. I am talking about a meditative time in which you commune with the divine for the express purpose of connecting back to knowing God. Because once you live more into this awareness of a connection, once you, as Brother Lawrence described it, practice the presence of God, once you connect to the God that is in you, that is in me, that is in all of us, you will find that this connection, this knowledge grounds you. It grounds your work. It grounds your activism. It grounds your life and affects all that you do. It affects how you show up. It clarifies your decision-making process. When you are connecting to this kind of knowing, you can regularly check in with yourself by asking, is this God-rooted act action? Is this love-rooted activism? And then adjust accordingly. As Maya Angelou taught us, when you know better, you do better. From this point of origin, interrogate the ways you show up in spaces. Inspect your money management. Reconsider what content you allow in your life. Is this rooted in what I know to be God? Is this rooted in love? This is the protection they were asking for at the end of this prayer. Sure, we all mess things up along the way as we follow the way of Jesus. But as Howard Thurman put it, a crown is placed above our heads that we for the rest of our lives are trying to grow tall enough to wear. It's all about growth. As a performer, the metaphor of the stumble through makes this idea very clear for me. For those who don't perform, um, a stumble through is the first attempt to get through a show and a rehearsal. You've been given your blocking and choreography, you're just off book with your lines, you've had some music rehearsals, and now it's time to try and make it through the entire show without stopping. Sure, there will be mistakes and maybe even a little bit of angst, but it's a time to find the holes. See what needs more attention so you can do better the next time. And it is a time when you see the glimmer of hope and beauty in what is being created. By the end, you're excited because you now see it all a little bit clearer. You now know what can be better and you know your role in making it so. As you are in your stumble through called life, the musical, check in with your knowing. You got your mind stayed on freedom. You studied the Bible and the words of theologians, great thought leaders, activists. Put it all together with the knowledge you have had from before you knew you were you. The thing that you know that you know that you know that you know. And let that knowing guide you. A bunch of people who hold that as their baseline, well, they could change the world. May it be so.
Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. I love that you know what you know that you know that you know, that knowing before we knew ourselves. Thank you so much. Friends, I have the great honor of asking you, inviting you to join the movement at Middle Church. Um, why a movement, you might say? Well, Middle Church is not just a worshiping community. We are a movement, people connected across the city, across the country, sometimes even around the globe, and not only connected to the people who call Middle Church home, but connected to all of the revolutionary lovers who are doing love work, the Buddhists, the Jews, the Muslims, the Sikhs, the people who don't know that they believe in God, who believe in love. We are all part of a river of love moving toward the reign of God. And so when you join Middle Church, you join that whole movement. You join a community of just lovers, of revolutionary lovers, of fierce lovers. And you do it simply by going to middlechurch.org and saying, yes, sign me up. You just click join and then there you are. We're happy to have you just as you are as you come to this digital space. You become a part of our community. You become a part of the revolution. Our deacons, our elders, our pastors, we will hold you. We will love you. We will hang with you in the good times and in the bad times. And speaking of bad times, if you are finding us in this moment, you know that our sanctuary burned down, our sacred space burned down on December 5. And this week on Thursday, some of the people in this revolutionary love movement, some who belong to the church, some like Chelsea Clinton who just care about us in the world, will all be together on Thursday night at seven o'clock, seven o'clock at middlechurch.org, celebrating love, having a little fun and raising lots of money so we can rebuild the church. Um, Titus Burgess is gonna tell you more about that. Good morning, it's Titus Burgess. Uh, I've been a member of Middle for about 15 years now. Um, the city changes so much as we know. Uh, and this is the one place that even whilst it's changing and evolving, its heart remains the same, um, which is why on March 25th uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, I produced, along with uh, several other members, a wonderful fundraiser called Middle Rising. So I hope you'll tune in, get your tickets here, uh, and uh, join the movement.
ever-loving and holy God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning to praise you today together. We thank you, Lord, for our babies, our children who remind us of that innocence and that sweetness of love that you have for each and every one of us. We thank you, Lord, for music that can help us express all of these feelings we've got inside. And we thank you, Lord, for this middle church family to lead and guide us along the way. Thank you. May we walk in this gratitude and see you clearly every moment in full presence. Amen. Walking this Lenten journey in Women's History Month on the way to fierce love. Grateful to God, grateful for being known, grateful for knowing, knowing that we are connected, tethered to a womb of love. Even in these happiness times, gratitude is a spiritual practice that can save us, can heal our souls, and heal the world. So go in the world with gratitude and do and be love. Amen. <laughs>